Stay the way, stay the way No matter what life brings You've got to stay the way Good glorious morning to you. This is Jonathan with the Stay the Way podcast, and I want to invite you to join me in Proverbs chapter 7. See, today is the 7th of December, and so we'll be in Proverbs chapter 7, simply matching up the day of the month with the chapter in Proverbs, and that way we have a battle plan for each and every day. Now, there's always more that you can do, but I'd suggest this is a bare minimum. Let's go through these 27 verses together. And first of all, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth that it brings. I thank you that there is a light that it shines. When we consider your truth, that is the word of God in context of our lives. And as we go through this today, I pray that you would give clarity and discernment, that is understanding of how we rightly apply the truth of what you've given. And I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Lord, just in case there's anyone who's listening who doesn't know you as Savior and Lord, I pray that this would be that opportunity, that there would be a heart-melting moment where it's undeniable that you're knocking on the shoulder of them and asking that you could come in. We know the Bible tells us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Meaning you're going to have a meal relationship with us that'll change our lives. And that's what I'd ask for in the name of Jesus. Amen. My son, this is verse 1 of chapter 7, my son, keep my words and lay up my commands within thee. Keep my commandments and live. And the law is the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers and write them upon the tablet of thine heart. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding the king's woman. God is so good to focus on wisdom being our friend, our closest. Thou art my sister. You have this. And he says in verse 5 that they may keep thee from the strange woman and the stranger which flattereth with her words. This is also being used as an example of sin. Like being drawn away from a good thing to a bad thing. So in this case, it's a strange woman because as we go on, there's a lot of sin that pulls this young man into a trench and he ultimately loses his life. Verse 6, For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, that's a window, and I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones I discerned among the youths, a man void of understanding. Now this is meaning that he has no discernment. He doesn't comprehend what's going on around him. So you might have seen this you may have seen this in real life where you recognize uh, someone on the street has no concept that there's a drug deal going on around them. And they have no concept that, uh, you know, bad things can happen, right? This, can, this all can go sideways very quickly and they could be injured or killed as a result. And they're just a bystander. That's the very definition of a bystander is that they, they, they were standing by and then they got involved in a situation they weren't supposed to be in. 
And so discernment gives us the tool we need to protect ourselves. Discernment is what God speaks into you. So the cartoons like to put this up as the cartoons like to put this up as you have a good angel and you have a bad angel, right? A, an angel and a demon. And one is saying, do the right thing. And one is saying, do the wrong thing. And whoever you listen to, right, is ultimately who's more in control of you than you, because you are the one who has will over the situation. And so we need to discern with our spirit what the right thing to do is now sometimes that's just this like i had this feeling i shouldn't be there and so i left and that's that's honestly that's what most survivors say it, most of the time the people that didn't do anything about the bad situation are the ones that don't make it through okay so verse seven a it's a story it beheld among the simple ones i discern among the youths a young man void of understanding passing through the street near her corner and he went by the way to her house so he is he's a young man who doesn't really know what's going on and he's like i'm just gonna walk by and in the twilight and in the evening in the black and dark night so all these bad things are happening in the night in the cover of night and behold there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot that's a whore uh you could say a modern day street worker a harlot and a subtle heart so her heart is positioned in such a way to make her seem attractive verse 11 she is loud and stubborn and her feet abide not in her house so she's she's got a voice on her she's gonna get your attention and verse 12 she says now she is without she's outside She's in the streets and she lieth in the weight of every corner. And so what does she do? She catches him and she kissed him. And with an impudent face, she said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. I'm a pretty good person. This day I've paid my vows. I'm a really good person. Therefore, I came forth to meet you to diligently seek thy face. She even uses this word diligently. I did it for you seek your face and i have found you and i have decked my bed with coverings of tapestries and carved works and fine linen of egypt this is the best of the best this is my bed smells good my house is in order i'm a good person what does she do verse 18 come and let us take our fill of love until morning this is the first bold-faced lie let us solstice ourselves with loves for the good man, that's her husband, is not at home, and he has gone on a long journey. I'm going to read that again. For the good man is not at home, and he has gone on a long journey. The man of the house, he is away. He's checked out. In fact, he's a faithful man. He's taken, it says in verse 20, he has taken a bag of money with him, and he will come home on the appointed day. So he has a mission. So while he's out on a mission, this woman who is a harlot, who does this, like this is a part of her lifestyle, is out seeking young men to draw them in and ultimately destroy them. Now, the rest of what God's telling us here, verse 21, is with much fair speech, she causeth him to yield. So she's like, hey, come with me. It's okay. It'll be great. I'm a good person. And with the flattering of her lips, she forced him. 
So now she's aggressive, right? Because she kissed him. And he goes after her straight away as an ox goeth to the slaughter. So animals, like an ox or a cow, when they're channeled around in the pens at the slaughterhouse, they have no idea that they're going to be killed in the next moment. They're just going through the pathways. And that's what's happening to this young man. He has no idea the danger that's coming. And so it says, as a fool that goes to the correction of the stocks. That's if, if you think of the old school, like in ancient times, if you were publicly addressed, they'd put you in a stock, like in a, a wooden contraption that would hold your arms and head and you couldn't move. You, you couldn't leave it. You're locked there. That's the stocks. So you're taking this in uh, a large application to you didn't know you were going to get stuck there forever right and then verse 23 it says till a dart struck through his liver yeah you can't live without your liver you're going to bleed out you're going to die and as a bird hasten to a snare and knoweth not that it is for his life so he had no idea his life was on the line and it says here this is the this is god calling out to us hearken unto me now therefore O ye children, and attend to my words, to the, to the words of my mouth. And let not thine heart decline her ways, nor go, go not astray to her paths. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, and go not astray in her paths. For she hath cast down many wounded, she's, she's really hurt a lot of people, and yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Many strong men. These are men of, of strength that have been destroyed by this one woman. And her house, her house is the way to hell. And it goeth down to the chambers of death. This is separation. This is exactly what happens when you disobey all of the instruction that God's given you. All of the loving care. Right? Because a father who loves you gives you instruction for how to walk and be be cautious and be thoughtful and be loving and be committed in this life. But the father of lies, the enemy, the devil, the one who wants to take you to hell, he's going to come in and trick you like this. He's going to bait you in with something that you, your, your, your flesh, something that you want, that you desire, that isn't good for you. So in this case, having like taking another man's wife, that's not good for anybody. It's not good for the guy. It's not good for the, the husband who's like a diligent where he's a good, hardworking man. And now his wife is doing this to him. This is horrible. And this is all things that we can avoid in the love of God. So God is giving us this instruction in chapter seven to protect us. It's not to hurt us. It's not to say, oh, you know, you are a terrible person because you had these thoughts. We all have thoughts like this. What we do with them is what matters. We all have bad thoughts. What we do and take action on is what matters. And so if I say, I'm going to put those thoughts in check, like this is not a thing that I should do because it's dishonoring to my God. Just like Joseph said when he was in Egypt, you know, running Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife comes to him and says, hey, I want to, I want to sleep with you. And he says, no, far be it from me that I would sin against my master, but more so that I would sin against my God. And so if God is our great director, if he is, I'm doing everything I, I can to honor and respect my God, 
then all these other relationships sort out. And that is the thing that I would encourage you to keep in mind today as you go through your day. Now, let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for how revealing it is and how careful you are to detail out exactly what would trip us up, what would cause us to stumble, what would cause me to get stuck in a rut and be distracted and hurt not only myself, but the the loved ones around me. And I don't want that, Lord. So thank you for instructing me. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you that you have given this detail in your word and that we can take it all in. And that this is just a glimpse of how beautiful all of your word is. This is literally one chapter of 66 books that were written over 1600 years on three different continents by 40 different authors. It's the first written book and it's available to all of us for free. And I thank you and I praise you and I pray that there would be a deeper love and desire and commitment for what you've given us. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Hey, God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day in the Lord. You've got to stay the way.